Welcome to the Maximus Podcast with your hosts, Joe Sabula and Bobby Maximus. Today's episode is sponsored by Lalo Tactical, www.lalo.com. Use the code Maximus50. This is a limited time offer to get yourself half price Maximus shoes. If they don't have your size in the Maximus, because word on the street is they were heavily sold out. You can get grinders, bloodbirds, or zodiacs. So get yourself a pair of those, or two, or three, or four, because they're half price. Also, check out 10,000.cc. That's 10,000, the words, T-E-N-T-H-O-U-S-A-N-D.cc. Use the code Maximus15 for a 15% discount. Uh, my favorite shorts right now are the Interval and the Foundation. Uh, Joe, do you like the Interval or the Foundation yeah. better? Which one? Uh, you know, I think I like the Foundation a little bit better. It's just more my style, but the Interval is still yeah, a yeah. very nice short. Got you. They're good. Everyone's got a preference, but they got something for everybody. They also sell the short called the Session, which is more like a like a true workout short, mm-hmm. if you will. I just tend to wear something a little more bulky. So uh, check them out for sure. Uh, great product. Now, in terms of today, we're going to try to make this quick because we are aware that you guys are scrambling <laughs> rapidly to catch up on our podcast. We're putting a one a day. Um, but we want to kind of just keep this uh, to the point. And because there's a bunch of rabbit holes we could go down to with this yeah, joke. Yeah, a lot. Uh, I've, I've talked about this for a while now that, that just because somebody has a big Instagram following, it doesn't mean you should take life advice from them. Yeah. Just just because somebody is a professional athlete, you shouldn't take life advice from them. Word on the street. I just sent you a, a, a thing about this. President Trump called pandemic expert Alex Rodriguez, <laughs> former major league baseball player to talk. This is a real thing that just happened, Joe. You can Google this to talk about the nation's response to COVID-19. Yep. It's a real deal, folks. This is this is who he's turning to for advice now. This is where we're living. Now, I'm not going to criticize. Maybe he just called his friend. Maybe he wanted to know on a personal level what oh shit i just googled this this is in usa today (laughs) it's on bleacher report it's on espn it's on the huffington post it's on uh sports bleacher nation Uh, nbc joe this is a lot i want to know what the real story is here now i'll be fair maybe he just called and talked to him and this is what and asked him how he thought he was doing as a friend and it got blown out of proportion there's nothing wrong with that by the way yeah if, if, if I'm the president and I want to call my good buddy Joe Sabula to ask him how he thinks I'm doing, that's fair, right? Mm-hmm. But the point is, if there is a shred of truth to this, who is Alex Rodriguez to be giving advice on the nation's pandemic issue? Yeah. Right? Like, he's not, who's, who's the doctor that's always on stage? Is it Fauci? Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. What's his name? You know, you know the guy with the glasses? He looks smart. Yeah. Um, Looks like a guy that spent his life in a lab doing science type stuff, but he's the guy that I want advising me. I want the CDC, I want the WHO, whatever it is, right? Um, if I want financial advice, I probably want to go to Jimmy Buffett, uh, the head of Goldman Sachs. <laughs> Why because you got to get your shit right. <laughs> <laughs> which, which Jimmy again? Buffett will get you a good cheeseburger. That's about it. <laughs> okay. So wait, wait, wait. 
Warren's the guy that does the money. Jimmy is the guy that you ask for margarita advice. That's right. Now you're getting it. Okay. Good. Okay, fair. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Warren Buffett, if he wants to sit down and talk to me about finances, I'll listen to him all day. I'll have a notepad. I'll be doing everything I can. But Jimmy Buffett, on the other hand, why would you go to him for financial advice? Yeah, exactly. What's his what's his credentials? What's his and, and I think we saw this as youngsters, Joe. There was that whole thing when uh Alan Iverson was was complaining. Not complaining, maybe that's the wrong word. He was kind of lashing out or speaking out against the fact that he didn't sign up to be a role model. Do you right. remember that? Yeah, thing? I do recall that, yeah. And so because you know, there was a whole thing of like, well, like it or not, you are. And he was like, yeah, but that's not why I got into this. So don't hold me to that. I, I kind of remember that. No, I play basketball. I have tattoos on my yeah. neck. I, I'm part of a gang. I swear, don't expect me to be a role model because I'm not going to and I'm not going to try. Yeah. So there's there's two things I want to talk about here. There's one. We live in a day and age where everyone has access to, quote unquote, role models now. Yeah. It's not just like when it was on television. If you remember back in the 80s and the 90s, Joe, Michael Jordan had some notorious character flaws. Yeah. Gambled heavily. He drank heavily. Uh, he probably engaged in some behaviors that were less than uh, role model like. But the media was very, very tightly controlled back then. Mm-hmm. You didn't really ever hear about every slip up. Your guy in, in, in Green Bay, Brett Favre, oh, had yeah. drinking problems. Uh, problems with pain pills, substance abuse, all kinds of stuff. And I remember when he had to go to rehab and that kind of leaked to the media for a minute and then it was gone. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how much scrutiny that man would be under today with social media where everyone followed his every move? Right. Yeah. Where everything he did was blasted out to the media. Like you might look at him a very different way. That's just the reality of the world we live in. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's the, 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 the nature of the beast. So because of Instagram, you have access to how many people in this world have over 100,000 followers? A million? I mean, I don't know, Joe. I I don't know stats on it. But there's a lot of people with big followings that are shilling out life advice, financial advice, relationship advice, Mm -hmm. parenting advice. Have you ever stopped to ask yourself how many of these people are actually qualified to do that job? (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I, I just look at the quality of the advice, right? Like most of these people don't have any qualifications at all. They just started giving advice. It, it's almost yep. like like they, they wanted to start a blog um, and their only qualification is that they have a bunch of posts up. It's like, yeah, I've been blogging about this for 10 years. It's like, well, did you did you go to school for it? Did you study this? I mean, is this. Like, nope, I've just been I've been running this blog for 10 or 15 years. Like, OK, well, that that's not the same as like you've done a course of study on this or like you you approach this with any kind of methodology. Yep. So this is the hey, age of influencers, right? I'll put us into that category, too. I'll put you in that category. I've got my certifications, Bobby. Fair enough. I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm not talking about the, I'm not talking about the working out, Joe. So let's let's have a real talk about this. Yeah. I do my Sunday sermons. Mm-hmm. My Sunday sermons are how to be a better person. It's how I think people should behave better. Mm-hmm. But is that the rule? Is that the law? Should you really listen to a guy that spent his life in the weight room and fought in a cage? 
am I a licensed psychiatrist, psychologist, uh, uh, social worker? You understand what I'm getting at, Joe? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not putting myself down. I'm not even saying it's bad advice. It might be really good advice. But if you're going to take advice to any from anybody, you should look somewhat critically. So to your point with your certifications, should I take exercise advice from Joe Sabula? Well, he's got 19 million exercise certifications. Check. Maybe I should listen to the guy. He looks good. Check. Maybe I should listen to the guy. He happens to be associated with a bunch of other high-ranking, impressive, intelligent, well-regarded exercise personalities. Maybe I should take advice from him. Check. Joe Sabula decides tomorrow to start doing stock market Sundays. And <laughs> All right. This is great. But like, did you work at Goldman's? Did you work at Morgan Stanley? Did you work at Barclays? Did you work? At, I mean, I, I don't I think I know the answers to those jokes. <laughs> I don't know if I should listen to you on stock advice. Now, an unrelated thing that people might not know about you dealing with financial crises. Mm-hmm. I believe that you worked as like a financial crisis counselor. at one Yeah, point. I did. So, I did. um, for something like that, maybe someone should give, if someone's three months late on a mortgage payment, maybe Joe's the guy to ask because you actually, my point is you have a qualification and a resume in that area. Yeah. So then, so then you look at me, Hey, I want to know about conditioning for MMA. Mixed martial arts. Well, the guy fought in the UFC and he looks pretty good. Maybe I'd listen to him. Mm-hmm. Ask me for fitness advice. Well, I write for men's health regularly. All the same stuff that you have minus the certifications. Right. Maybe you should listen to me. But now I'm going to decide to give you advice on how to be a better parent or a better husband. Should you really listen to me? And the answer is maybe. The answer is maybe not. Just because I haven't worked at it doesn't mean I'm not good at giving advice. Again, it doesn't mean the advice I'm giving is not valid. It could have come from somewhere else. But you need to look at that person with a more discerning eye. Well, and I'd say, too, there's there's a relationship that builds. So if I've been coming to you for exercise advice for a long time and you and I have a relationship where, like, I've we we can talk like I know this is a fact Like you and I can talk about anything. You know, if I'm having a problem, you're one of the people that I'll go to because we have that relationship. And so even online, you know, if you're constantly going to somebody for exercise advice and you recognize that they maybe they know their limits, they know when to pass you off to somebody else. And maybe they are giving advice that's a little bit outside their lane, but it probably has some validity because they're well established in another field. Now, I feel like that can also be a total fallacy where it's like, oh, yeah, I've got a a degree in psychology, so you should take my financial advice. It's like, well, the degree in psychology doesn't necessarily mean you know what you're talking about from a financial perspective. But if I've been coming to you as a psychologist for a long time and I respect you and I think that you're a pretty intelligent person and and maybe I know that you're you dabble in the stock market, you might be somebody that I come to. So it is also very individual, but one doesn't necessarily mean the other. It's like they're they're maybe correlated, but not causated, if that makes sense. No, for sure. And and the biggest thing I'm seeing right now is just a rash of people that want to help others. Yeah. But some of the stuff I'm seeing on Instagram, Joe, is pretty rough. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, there's yeah, especially right now. I mean, every two bit personal trainer is trying to be the one that breaks through in this hard time when everybody's at home with no equipment. Yeah. Well, not only that, 
They're also starting to tell you how you should live your life, how we're obligated to help people, how we're obligated to. And again, I don't know if you should be taking life advice from a lot of these people. Yeah. And and to play devil's advocate, on surface, I may look like I've got it all together. I got a loving wife. I got kids that are always smiling. I'm, I, I, I seem my job seems to be going well. But this goes back to what was the podcast we were talking about trying to keep up with your neighbor when we were talking about you don't know that I'm not miserable and I'm not in debt up to my eyeballs. Image is everything, right? Yeah. Image is everything. I think that was the podcast. You don't know that everything on Instagram is a show and and me and me and my wife fight like crazy. You don't know that my kids can't stand me and I don't spend time with them except to take Instagram pictures of them. Mm -hmm. Like you really don't know the person a hundred percent. So there's gotta be a leap of faith there involved. You've got to try to trust somehow. That appearance that everything is together, I mean, all that really proves is that you're good at marketing. You're good at self-selecting the the pictures yep. that make you look a certain way, you know? Yep. And, and I'm using – listen, guys. I'm not saying don't follow me. In fact, you <laughs> should follow me and do everything I say. You should join my cult. You should download my, 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 my website. You should download the podcast. You should join the MaximusPodcast.com and give all your money to the inner circle. I'm not saying that. I am perfect. And I do give great advice all the time. So let's get clear about that. The reason I'm using myself as an example is because I'm not going to throw anybody else under the bus. That's just not who I am. I'm not going to pick out 10 different influencers on Instagram and go after them. Number one, that's not our style. (laughs) How fun would that that episode be to record, though? (laughs) Here's Bob. You shouldn't take advice from this jerk. Look at how stupid he is. Just idiot. You know, normally, normally I tell people I have no comment or something like that if they want to ask me, but I don't want to get into that. And by the way, I don't need the heat from 10 angry Instagram influencers <laughs> coming after me because Joe and Bobby, probably two guys they've never heard of bad mouth to them on their podcast. So just so we're clear, Joe, that's why I'm using our, our, us as yeah, an yeah. example. Fair, but fair. To, to, to be real about this, you have to have a discerning eye who you take advice from. And at some point, yes, you do have to trust them. Because there are people who were reputed to be super trustworthy that stuff came out in the media about them that wasn't so good. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying, Joe? And and there's one person I can throw under the bus here, Mr. Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, should you be taking movie advice from him? Well, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe he's the kind of guy you don't want to be in alone in a room with, especially if I mean, you're female. Maybe it's um, like how to produce, you know, how to how to make a movie come together. Good. How to treat a woman. Probably not. Like, again, stay in your lane. Nope. But you know what I mean? Or my favorite. My favorite is when Mr. R. Kelly lectures us on Jesus. It's <laughs> another one. Right. Like. Come on, man. Really, should this be? And that's my point, Joe, that stuff comes out that can be pretty damaging towards some people or pretty bad. Yeah. That were yeah. that were OK. So so that's the one part of it that I want to talk about. Right. The next part of it. And here's where uh, I got a heated conversation not long ago about this. Do you think that influencers or, quote unquote, leaders have an obligation to behave a certain way? Mm, that's a tough question, because I think there there are certain uh, I'll just say like offices that when a person takes, there's an expectation that's inherent if it's not explicit, like being the president of the United States, like we all sort of expect the president to be a certain way. I don't think a person is held to that, but it speaks of the person. You know what I mean? So 
if somebody takes one of those roles, they want to be the the captain of of a you know a famous sports team, and they also want to be you know the the bad guy. Like that speaks a lot about their character. So I mean, yes and no, which I hate to be wishy washy okay. on it. But you know, Let's go at the same it. time, if if you're if you're going to be in the limelight, like you're going to be scrutinized, you're going to be judged, you're going to be held to a standard, whether you want to be held to it or not. I don't think That's you get true, to choose. Let's flush out the sports example. You decide to be the captain of the Green Bay Packers, mm-hmm. or the Dallas Cowboys, or the New England Giants, or <laughs> New England Patriots. It's the New York Giants. I'm sorry, Joe. I get all my football stuff mixed up. You know that. Apparently, but you decide. You decide to be the captain of that team. My question is: Are you signing up to some moral code? or some moral discipline or some moral doctrine, or are you simply the one who's expected to lead your team to victory? No, we'll we'll go back to what we were talking about before. It was Ray Lewis, right? Like, no, like he can be who he wants to be. He's under no obligation. Okay. You know what I mean? So no, I don't think there's an obligation that a person has to behave a certain way just because they have a certain role. I would like to think that people are going to choose the best option. You know, I think I would like to think that people are going to choose to to be a role model, to use that as a, a platform. But I don't think you can expect it of them. I don't I, I suppose I, so, I'm not but- I'm not going to tell my son like, oh, you know, you need a good role model. Um, go follow a congressman because they're all good people. You know what well, I mean? Like that's kind of spoiled now. Don't I, I wouldn't I would tell him a specific person. You know, hey, you should follow this guy. I think, you know, your your values and his align very much like he might learn something. I'm not going to just say, you know, oh, go find a famous person and make them your role model. No, and you're you're 100 percent right on that, Joe. Um, my my question, though, we'll, we'll bring it back to Ray Lewis. The question that I would want to ask is, is he the captain of the Baltimore Ravens or was the captain of the Baltimore Ravens? Because he's retired for like five to 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Was he the captain because of his shining character? Because he was a good person? Because he helped old ladies cross the street? Or because he was one of the best linebackers to ever play the game? What got him to that captaincy role is my point. Yeah. So yeah. I guess I guess what I'm getting at is what, what do you define the captain of a football team is? And why do we have this expectation that sports heroes should be our moral compass? That's what really bothers me about this. Yeah, I agree with that. Because to be honest with you, Joe, if I'm if I'm looking to for a moral compass or somebody to to to, to guide how to treat my friends better, to to guide how to be a better husband. I don't know if just because a person's good at basketball, that makes them the most qualified for the job. But that seems to be the world we're living in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't we know also, is, is there an assumption here that, you know, because of the process of, of going through and, and, and getting better at a sport and being a good professional athlete, like does that somehow bring with it, you know, leadership skills? Because that's really yep. what we're talking about here is, is is somebody actually like a leader that we should follow or just a personality that we find interesting. Yep. But this this comes back to that. that I mean, you saw it this year with Antonio Brown in the NFL. Mm-hmm. All kinds of personal problems. And people are like, he doesn't deserve to play football anymore. Well, why not? 
This yeah. personal behavior doesn't have anything to do with this football career. In fact, I'll tell you my viewpoint on it, Joe. If I'm a team, I don't necessarily care what he's done. I care how it affects my ability to sell tickets. Yeah. I care how it it, it, it it brings either drama to my locker room or no drama to my locker room. I want to know that this guy's going to be able to make it through a 16 game season and then the playoffs. So that he's not going to get suspended by the league for a problem or get arrested or something like that. Well, that where I that's, can't that's rely part, on him. That, that's all part of the equation. You know, if I got to bail this guy out once a month and it's going to cost me a thousand bucks, like, is it worth it to have him on the team? Like that's the equation that you're running the whole time, which seems ridiculous, but that's also the reality of like you're getting these people on your team because you want to win, and and it isn't even about winning, honestly. I mean, if I if I knew that if I drafted a certain guy, I would sell out the stadium every game, even if we yep. only had a 500 season. What do I care if we win? Yep. But here's my point. I'm not saying that Antonio should not be in the league. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't hire him as a, as a, as a coach or a GM because I can't trust that he'll be there all year. Yeah. For me, it's just return on investment. And that's, I that's don't a, think yeah, he's worth That's exactly what I'm saying is, is what is but, that risk worth? But I'm under no pretense. Like when this all went down, I was reading, well, he has a responsibility to the children to be a better person and be a better. No, the NFL is not about that. Yeah. The NFL is about one thing and that's making money. Yep. And if you think otherwise, you're deluded. Yeah. It's not for the love of the game. It's not for the whole. If it really was for the love of the game, Joe, these guys would get together on a Saturday afternoon without cameras, without anything mm-hmm. and just play. Yeah. Yeah. For That's real. That's what the love of the game is. There's a there's a financial. It is a business from top to bottom. So let's expect them to be a business. That's it. Mm-hmm. Just like just like with you at uh, at Lifetime. Yeah. Why is there an expectation that your CEO is supposed to be your moral compass and your leader through this? No, he is the boss of your organization. Yeah. When it comes to lifetime, what he says goes. But I'm not exactly like tuning into this guy and looking up to him for life advice during this time of crisis. Yeah, not not just because he's a CEO and and he wants it to. And I don't know if folks have seen this, but I mean, he's been all over social media, like posting stuff about trying to get the country back together, which, okay, great. But like you're just a guy that runs a gym. I mean, really? So, you know, outside of that, like what are we supposed to be taking from this guy? That's and, that's my point. And again, it doesn't mean he doesn't have good intentions. It doesn't mean that he's wrong. But I think it's dangerous for people to start labeling influencers, if you will, with these titles that I don't think they necessarily deserve. And like I said, I'll throw myself in that boat as well. Yeah. Well, I think anybody who posts online is going to have something to that effect, you know? Yep. So so here's here's what I've always said, Joe. If you don't like it, I had this talk with somebody close to me the other day. If you don't like it, don't fucking listen. Yeah. They're like, what do you mean? You don't have to listen to the podcast. I always write. You've seen me probably write it to trolls. Hey, the unfollow button is just a click away. Mm-hmm. If you don't like my opinion on something, don't follow. Yeah. You don't have to listen to me. By the way, it's my personal Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. 
So when I put a post up today about me beating the living shit out of my two kids in a jiu-jitsu tournament. Which <laughs> is funny, you, by you the way. Think, it's pretty good. They look so defeated. Um, <laughs> but if you, A, if you think that's real, number one, that's your problem. If you think that's a horrible thing to post, that's your problem. Mm. You should unfollow. If you think that I'm a bad parent, that don't come to me for parenting advice. It's my personal Instagram. In fact, yo, I had someone DM me because of some of the music I played in the background of my Instagram once. Wow. Maybe maybe you shouldn't listen to that type of music on your platform. There's a lot of people that follow you and a lot you you're free to unfollow. So are all those people. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna censor what music I listen to because you don't like it or you don't like the subject matter of that music. Yeah, yeah. And you've made a judgment call. And by the way, I'm an asshole for listening to a Drake song or a Tory Lane song or or a reggae song or an RB or a rap song. Meanwhile, you're enthralled with Game of Thrones, which the <laughs> last time I checked was murder, rape, incest, <laughs> more murder, death, destruction. Like that's somehow an acceptable art form, but I can't listen to well, and again, it, it's like saying just because you listen to a particular artist, you also agree with every lyric that they write. Dude, sometimes I'm not even listening to the lyrics. So, so like this, you're, this, you're it's funny you bring that up specifically because this is a big thing with with Michael Jackson. A lot of us grew up with MJ and absolutely love his music. You know, like if you grew up in the 80s, like, you know, MJ, he was the king of pop. It was a different thing yep. back then. And now if you hear that song. Like, are you willing to rock out to a Michael Jackson tune right now? Or does it just make you feel weird? And why should it make you feel weird? Why does it matter? It's, well, okay, it's, just, so, it's a weird thing, right? So on that note, I get it, Joe. I think that some of the things that Michael Jackson allegedly did are despicable. Mm-hmm. What if I still like his music? Yeah, the music doesn't have I mean, anything to do with I mean, his moral behavior, right? People people are outraged by that. Now, some people love Mike and some people don't like him. Some people listen to him and some people won't listen to him. But just for argument's sake here, I'm pulling up Harvey Weinstein movies. Yeah. What is this? Kill Bill. Inglorious Bastards. Django Unchained. Shakespeare in Love. Do you like Goodwill Hunting, Joe? Uh-huh. I just fuck. This is bad. (laughs) All these movies are now off the watch list, right? Shit. I think I think he produced Lord of the Rings. (laughs) No, no, this isn't funny. I don't know if I can ever fucking watch this again. And it's my favorite movie of all time. Stop. Stop it right now. Um, Just quit looking, right? Ignorance is bliss. I'm desperately trying to figure out if this is true or a horrible rumor. Production <laughs> companies, New Line Cinema. I think he worked for New Line. I don't know. But my, he, my was the, he was the head of New Line. That's There oh, you no. go. Oh, no. Paddington Bear. I can't fucking watch Paddington anymore. Like, my point, Rambo. Oh, no. This is terrible. Lord of the Rings again. Uh, gangs in New York. The Aviator. The Fighter. Like, I'm going to guess that Harvey Weinstein's been involved with a lot of movies, Joe. True or false? Oh, very true. Okay, so my question is, you're going to ban Mike's music because you don't like what Mike did. Did you have to boycott every single Harvey Weinstein movie? Uh, Yeah, no. 
I mean, question though, you're the person that comes at me for just enjoying my Michael Jackson and you're yelling at me. How can you separate the man from the music? He's a terrible person. You can't support his estate. You can't listen to Mike anymore, but that person will go home and watch a Harvey Weinstein movie. That's okay. Well, yeah. And then is it okay? Even if you didn't know, right? Like, like, oh, I was just sitting here watching Lord of the Rings. Oh, did you know that Harvey Weinstein produced that? Like, oh, I better take it out, break the DVD in half, and never watch it again. Uh, I don't. That might be overreacting. Yeah. So, so here's here's my point with that. Where do you draw the line? I think that's a personal decision, but I don't think anyone can have the right to tell you what to do for your own personal decision. Yeah, agreed. Because I don't, I don't associate. Um, Harvey Weinstein with Lord of the Rings. I didn't even know that. That was a genuine traumatic experience for me looking that up on the phone as we were talking right now. <laughs> right. Because I, I certainly don't support anything the guy did. I, I, I'm i glad he went to jail. I should have went to jail a long time ago. We said that on his podcast. But what I can't watch Lord of the Rings with my kids anymore. Yeah. Again, I'm not judging him based on what he did to anybody. I don't think he's a good person. I will tell you that the Lord of the Rings is a tremendous movie. Yeah, well, and and it's not like he had tons of creative control over it. He he just produced it. He just fronted the money and made the movie happen. That well, doesn't that thing. doesn't mean that you're you're supporting his personal behavior by any means, right? The guy might have never even seen it to tell you the truth. Yeah. So I'm not going to boycott it, but again, why do we put people in these positions where we expect something of them? There's a whole bunch of other people I could talk about. Why are people looking at Kim Kardashian for life advice? Yeah, that I can't figure out. <laughs> why are they why are they outraged when she does something bad? Why are they outraged when somebody else does something? You know what what's, I'm saying? What's, Joe? what's the whole thing with her and, and and Taylor Swift? Like there's some whole thing and it's like all over the news. And I can't figure out why anybody gives a crap. Like, why, why do you this have to take a side in this little dispute? Like, it's so stupid. It's, it, it has nothing to do with anybody, honestly. It's big business, Joe. Yeah. No, but this is this is like tabloid papers, right? This is uh, uh, your, your, your hero worship. This is why people buy that, those, uh, those dish rags on their way out of the supermarket. They love it. They cannot help it. Yeah. So... To explain it to you, Taylor West and Kanye Swift, they've been in a decade-old feud, Joe. <laughs> you don't remember how this started? Uh, how the hell would I know? I don't follow this stuff. Taylor Swift had, had accepted an award for some video award. Kanye thought Beyonce should have won. He jumped on the mic. He jumped okay, up on the stage. That. I remember that. Grabbed the mic from her, said, bitch, I'm going to let you finish in a minute. Took it from her and then decided to go on some profanity-laced tirade. That's at least how I remember it. Right. It was something like that. So there was some kind of beef over that. And then there was some kind of phone call See, between this, this Kanye is the thing. This phone call was Taylor supposed Swift. to like exonerate Taylor Swift because he had some lyric and they were talking about it. And she's like, no, it's OK. And like I, I just read something. It was honestly it was like on the BBC that I was reading about it. And it was and, and it, for me, it was mostly just like, why is this even news? Why does this matter? Is there some like huge impact that this is having on a world scale and it's just distraction from reality is the best I can figure out. Yep. 
apparently he said something about her. She said it was okay. She said it wasn't okay. And then something else happened and it was, uh, it blew up Joe. Yeah. Well, all right. And here we are. These are, these are the people that we are, <laughs> that we are interested in and following. Right? But, like, the, but this is why we get this is why we get the leadership that we've got in our country. This is why we get what we've got. I mean, everybody wants the world to be in a different place, but we continue to vote for the same idiots over and over again. Well, let we, me we let me ask drama. you uh, let me ask you a question because I was actually torn about this because this came up the other day. Okay, are you down with Dwayne Johnson, the Polynesian Bobby Maximus, the Rock? Yeah, being the president. Sure, I'd, I'd vote for him. Okay, but let's examine that. Is he a good wrestler? Yeah. Is he a good performer? Yeah. Is he a good actor? Yep. He seems to be a good family man. From mm-hmm. what I've seen, seems to love his kids. Is he qualified to be president of the United States of America? I don't know the answer to that, Joe. Well, here, let, let, let's, let me reverse the question on you. What are the necessary qualifications to be the president of the United States of America. Oh, I don't want to answer this I, here. Uh, I'll tell you, you need to be at least 35 years old and you have to be a naturalized citizen. That's it. That's it. That's what it takes. So, you can put your name on a ballot if you want to. Are you going to win? Probably not, but it's basically a popularity contest. So why does everyone seem to expect this person to hold a certain, if that's the minimum requirement? Well, be be, because standard? because the first one was George Washington, you know, and he was followed by like a lot of other big personalities like, oh, say Abe Lincoln. So if you're going to have the same job as Abe Lincoln, like we should probably hold you to a higher standard than then. Okay, so we're so so we're getting all political about this, but let's break it down to it's just root, whatever you want to call it, Joe. OK. <laughs> it sounds to me. Like the requirements to get a job at Starbucks are the same requirements to be president of the United States of America. You can be younger at Starbucks. And, okay, so and you, technically, you don't have to be a citizen. I mean, they could hire somebody who's like on a green card or or even is, okay, is just on a visa. But it's not that much different. Not that much different. No. My question is, why not have a different standard? What, how about a university degree? Don't you think that should be like part of the deal? No. Not not saying that that would be make you a good president, but like maybe a university degree, maybe a track record in business, maybe a uh, I don't know Rhodes Scholar. Like, don't you think there should be some higher standard then? Should there be a better job description? I mean, maybe you know when you think you know, about like what what the what the president is supposed to do. Like, it, it sure is nice if they have an understanding of like political science, economics. You know, there's a lot of different ways to approach the job. Are you allowed to be a uh, sorry? Uh, uh, I was going to say a criminal. Can you be the president if you've had a criminal record? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's actually in. It, it, maybe some of our uh, our constitutional scholar listeners can let us know on that. You can DM Remember, Bobby I, your answers directly. <laughs> I have one here, Joe. Google criminal record. Actually, I bet you someone's asked this before. Can a person <laughs> with a criminal record? Oh, yeah, it's the second one up. I, I'm on pins and needles. I got to know. Okay. I, I, I just looked it up. The eligibility. All right. Natural born citizen. Mm-hmm. You have to be 35 years old. Mm-hmm. 
and you have to have lived in the United States for 14 years. Yeah, there we go. However, you would be disqualified if conviction in an impeachment case, then you're disqualified. Mm -hmm. No person who swore an oath to support the Constitution and later rebelled against the United States (laughs) is eligible to become president. Why, why are you laughing? Because I can't imagine a circumstance where somebody is like, down with the United States, now elect me your president. That just seems like you've disqualified yourself. No person can be elected more than twice. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep, there you go. That's what it takes to be the president. Now you know. So I think you can have a criminal record. Mm-hmm. That's what it sounds like. So you're good. So my question is, there's a guy, Bob, that lives down the street from me. Mm-hmm. Bob's been convicted of being rape and attempted murder. I don't like Bob, Joe, just so right. we're clear. Yeah. Actually, it disgusts me that we have the same name because I want to change my name. I disgust this person disgusts me mm-hmm. so much. I've told my kids not to walk by Bob's house. I've told my wife not to talk to Bob. The whole deal. Bob's 42 years old and he's born in the United States. Bob can be president. That's what you tell me. Yes, he could be. Now, remember, he also has to be elected. So he's got to put his name on the ballot and he actually has to receive a majority of electoral votes. So that's okay. a whole nother thing. And this is this is where it gets a little bit tricky because not just like it's not easy to just get your name on every ballot. Right. You want to go to the state and put your name on a ballot. There's fees. And you got to do that in 50 separate states if you want to be on all the ballots. And so there is like a minimum requirement. And then you do have to win in an actual election. So there's money that goes into all of that, too. So in a way, our system self-selects people who have got tons of money. Uh, and that also means that they've got to have tons of support from corporations, which means that they're in the corporation's pockets, which is why we keep getting the people we get. Okay. Or these millionaires that think they can just buy elections. Thanks, Mike Bloomberg. Okay, so it sounded like you were going to go down that like 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 that's like you're saying that there's safeguards against people like Bob. I wouldn't say it's I I wouldn't even say it's a safeguard. It's just sort of a practical reality of like if you want to get elected, like you you've got to have some level of popular support. You're not just going to do it all alone. Because I'm 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 just saying like Bob is not accidentally going to wind up president. That's not going to happen. Like there's there is a process involved. But 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 if if Bob stood up and started talking and people started listening and a movement began and and his name was on everybody's lips and the majority of the electorate said, you know what, let's give this guy a shot. Yeah, there's nothing saying that he couldn't be president. But Christian Slater could be Christian Slater could be president. Yeah, I'd vote for him. Yeah, he's been. He's been he's been done with drunk driving, assault, possession of a firearm, yeah. and sexual assault. But he'd be interesting as a president, don't you think? Marilyn Manson. <laughs> Woody Harrelson. 50 Cent, who's been charged with drug dealing, assault, and battery. <laughs> well, just to, to bring this back to what we've been talking about, like the, the, the prerequisites for that office do not preclude – I mean, there's nothing based on morality. It's not like you have to be an upstanding citizen. It's not like you have to have a proven moral quality 
in order to have the office, right? Yep. So maybe maybe we shouldn't be looking at presidents as leaders, but the reality is that that is his job. He's supposed to be the leader of our country, at least in a figurehead sort of a way. So, I mean, and the reason I bring this up is because I'm not I'm not going to say I'm a Canadian. I, I support Justin Trudeau. He's mm-hmm. a prime minister. He's doing a great job, I think, doing a great job navigating us through this COVID-19 crisis. And I don't have the, any right to speak anyone else in the world. All I was getting at is the president is just a just a figurehead, if you will. It yeah. doesn't seem there's a high bar set to get in. Yeah, not not on paper, for sure. Like I said, the reality is is very different. But I mean, you are well, me. I could run for president if I wanted to. Yep, I can't. I'm barred because that, I was not born in the United States. Right, and that, and that's like that's like part of the thing. Like, well, anybody in America could be president. Well, I mean, yeah, kinda. But I I don't have millions of dollars to spend on advertising, so my odds of winning are pretty slim. So. I mean, not but really. even if they are the president, this is interesting because it's supposed to be the highest office in all the land. Mm-hmm. We should maybe not be looking to them to be our leader, our moral compass. Yeah. Now, well, I've, uh, it's a complicated, a complicated not in our individual, uh, situation. Let me reword that. Not in our individual lives. Do you know uh, what I mean? Again, like, like, I, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier, though. Like, it's a personal relationship. I don't know the president. I mean, if, if if I grew up and Donald Trump was like a guy in my life and despite what he appears to be on the outside, despite how he's portrayed on, on you know news outlets and in the tabloids and then in the media, if, if he was a guy that like I had a deep seated relationship with and and I trusted him, then he's a guy that I might go to for advice in certain areas. You know, and and I wouldn't. And, and if somebody came up and said, "How do you take advice from that guy?" and you'd be like, "Well, he's like an uncle to me. He's, he's always, you know, led me the right direction. He's he's kind of proven himself to me." Well, then people say, like, "Oh, okay. I guess you know, I don't know him that way." Like, yeah, exactly. Well, and and that also, I will tell you this, Joe. The reason I try not to be judgmental of people is for that reason alone. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know what's show and what's not show. Yeah, you can't, I don't you can't know judge people marketing. based on, on what you're reading in, in you know, no, grocery store tabloids. That's It's not a fair representation, and you should know that on I, the surface. Yeah, I don't know what's marketing and what's not marketing. I don't know what's been edited and what's not edited because I have been victim. I shouldn't say victim because I know better. I have seen two-second clips of things that have been skewed to look a certain way. Yeah. And then you watch the 30-second clip, and it's not like that at all. Yeah. Creative you know editing. what I'm saying? Yep. The creative editing. And don't tell me that the news stations don't do this. Because if, if you watch Fox, Trump looks great. If you yes. watch CNN, he looks horrible. Well, mm. I don't know who I'm supposed to believe. You know, my question is why 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 do you trust any of them? Like you got to you have to vet your sources a little bit more. You have to put a little bit of work into deciding where you're going to let information in. This is what coach Blauer was talking about. You control the narrative in your head. What movie are you telling? Are you telling yourself a movie about how the president's an idiot? Well, then you turn on Fox News and he doesn't look like an idiot, so you're not going to watch Fox News anymore. Yep. You create your reality that way. So if you if you want like a, a nice balanced view, like you're going to have to get your information from multiple sources. And that means doing the work. So that just, I think, proved my point and is a great way to end off this podcast, Joe. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you vetting your sources on Instagram? 
Because it's you hard. know what I'm saying. You, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I get but, it. Yeah, I get but like it, it takes but effort. But but like anything in life, control the movie. Yeah, anything in life takes effort. Anything that's worthwhile is going to take a little bit of effort. If you just want to flip through Instagram and just laugh at like other people's tragedy, like that's fine. I mean, cool, you can do that. Uh, believe me, I love watching like fail videos on YouTube. That's like one of my favorite things to do. But yep. I'm, I'm not. I'm not also holding those people to some standard. I'm there to watch silly videos. You know, if I want to go on Instagram and and take advice from people, I, you know, somebody pops up, says something that seems to make sense. I might click on their on their link and and check out their bio and maybe read their website and then maybe check some other uh, uh, websites, you know, check some other sources to see what other people think about them. You know, go go to sources I, I trust. And it's like if there's a, a if there's a group of, let's say, trainers that I really trust, you know, somebody like Gunner. Gunner, Ashley, some of the people we've had on this podcast, and I hear about this trainer in like New York, and he seems to have some really interesting, you know, takes on things. But then I also see that he's been to Gunner's gym, that he that he hung out with Ashley. Maybe he was on, you know, one of their podcasts like that lends a little bit of credence to him. But if I see an article that Gunner wrote about what a POS this guy was, you know, what an arrogant jerk that doesn't know anything like I'm probably going to trust Gunner's opinion on that versus what anybody else is saying. So. Like you got to do that work. You have to be willing to to check things out a little bit before you just jump in. And 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 you see yep. this with nutrition stuff all the time. Like people are are already decided that they're a hundred percent vegan and everyone else is wrong. Well, they're not going to listen to anybody that's even keeled, you know, yep. or vice versa. Because I did the whole carnivore thing, and there's a bunch of people who are ferociously carnivore, which kind of makes sense, but they're not going to listen to anything a vegan says. It's like you can't nope. even have a conversation with somebody on the other side of the aisle. But do the work and you might find out like, you know, some of the people that you you maybe you disagree with their methodology. Maybe you disagree with one diet or the other. But you'll find out like the person is still somebody that you can respect and take advice from. So don't throw the baby sure. out with the bathwater. No, but it, it just goes to show you, though, that you should vet people somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Or you should be able to explain to me why you're taking advice from that person. Yeah. Because I like them, because they're pretty, because they're good at basketball, because they're good at video games, or because they got three hundred thousand followers on Instagram. Who? That's the only reason, and you yeah. bought them, and it's it's some girl that tagged herself a million times in Fashion Nova. Yeah, and that's why you're taking advice from because that's what's getting me now, Joe. With this nineteen COVID thing, everybody seems to be not everybody. That's really unfair. I shouldn't use all or never type mm-hmm. statements, but. There are a lot of people who seem to be using this as a platform to tell you how you should live your life. Yeah, yeah. The real question is how discerning are you about it? I want to read you something, Joe. So last night, um, before we finish this podcast, I hope some people will find this as funny as I did. (laughs) Me and my 11-year-old decided to play the video game The Last of Us. Right. Which is about a plague that turns the world into a zombie apocalypse, essentially. It's it's violent. It's graphic. It's fun. But (laughs) – there's this intro at the start and it's just a bunch of reporter stuff sequenced together. And I need you to tell me if this sounds familiar, Joe. Okay. The number of confirmed deaths has passed 200. The governor has called for a state of emergency. Hundreds and hundreds of bodies are piling up. Panic spreads worldwide after a leaked report from the world health organization showed that latest vaccination tests have failed. I shut the game off at the point. I'm like, I'm fucking done. It's like coming to life. I'm done. Oh, I know no. it. I've never paid attention to this text before, but I was like, holy hell. 
That's it. Uh, I'm going to stock up on ammo. <laughs> yeah, oh, here. Los, Los Angeles is now the latest city to be placed under martial law. All residents are required to uh, report to their designated quarantine. Oh, my God. <laughs> Riots have continued for a third consecutive day. Winter rations are an all-time low. It's the winter right now. So we're done. We're finished. Uh, it's over. <laughs> It's been a good just, run. If this is the last recording of the Maximus podcast, it's been a good run, folks. I just thought you'd get a kick of it because I was watching the cinematics and all the stuff. And I was like, if I didn't know that this was about zombies, I'd think this game was about 19 COVID. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're in quarantine. There's deaths. There's a state of emergency. Sounds like L.A. or San Fran or whatever's under martial law. I don't know what's going on anymore. I just want to chill and make my chicken. <laughs> and, and work out because I'm doing a roast chicken on the Traeger tonight. So, um, Joe, this has been fun. A kind of a randomized talk, but um, hopefully, out of the out of this, we, we keep saying we're going to keep up, these. We, we keep saying we're going to keep them short so people can catch up, but we never do. Guys, don't listen to us. <laughs> they don't. But but Joe, I think this is a really interesting topic. Yeah, it's a hard Especially one. I'll be honest. It's like it's hard. You have to really. You have to. You kind of think things through a little bit. I don't think most people are willing to do that. No, it's just you see something, and that must be the truth. That must be the news. That must be the way it is. Yeah. And that's a hard thing in this society. Like, if you're not willing to do research, I mean, think of the amount of false information that's out there about COVID-19. Oh, there's tons of it, and it's ridiculous. Those are people drinking fish tank cleaner. Yeah, what's real? What's not real? How bad is it really? How bad is it going to get? I don't think a lot of us know. We know what we choose to believe. Yeah. But Again, do it's, we know the truth? It's the movie that we're running in our mind. It's what we allow That's in. exactly it. Well, it's been fun. Thank you guys for listening. Again, if you want to continue the conversation and take part in some live workouts uh, that we're currently experimenting with, go to the maximuspodcast.com. Click the three little bars on the right-hand top. Uh, I think that's on mobile and desktop. Most people use mobile. Uh, join now and then join up for the Inner Circle, and we will be there to help you.